0: Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Fundamentals, I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Coach Jorick, joins the show. We talk oops, life. Let's dive right in. Yorick, welcome to the show, fadeaways and fundamentals. What's up, coach?
1: What's up, man? All <laughs> good.
0: Man, I'm glad to have you on. Um, hey, man, I wanted to dive right in, talk about your story with basketball in life. Um, you're doing big things out there in Europe. Is that correct?
1: Um, yeah, it's growing like yeah, step by step. Um, it's getting bigger, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so let's dive right in. I know you're here at the States. Um, can you tell me who influenced you in basketball uh, growing up as a kid?
1: Um, yeah, as a kid, of course. Like, uh, for me, it was all LeBron James. Um, like, I, I was starting to follow him when I was like 14 years old. And like, my whole room was completely full with like posters of, of, of LeBron. Uh, so yeah, he was my my biggest example for sure.
0: Okay, cool. Right on. Now, um, did you have any coaches that influenced you, or maybe a parent that like really drove you to like becoming the best basketball player you could be?
1: Um, that's a good one. I had like one coach um, who really who really believed in me, and maybe it's it was not even his his technical or technical stuff that he, that he made me a good player, but just the fact like he He gave me a really big boost on my uh, the mental side of the game and Yeah, for sure. He, he made me believe that If you work hard, it doesn't matter in what you do in school or even basketball like you can be successful So yeah, I definitely I one one. He was uh, the biggest uh, example for my for me my youth
0: Okay, cool right on so you know uh, seeing your stuff like through Instagram and you know seeing your stuff through um, YouTube um, as an NBA skill trainer or just a skill trainer uh, in general what you're doing um, I like a lot of the stuff you teach Um, what is the most like effective thing that you think you're teaching your students Um,
1: I think the biggest difference between what I teach and what most other skills trainers uh, do is, most skills trainers, they they just practice moves. So it's just like on air, one on zero, different type of moves. And I think what I try to create is um, my practices are more like, uh, how do you say it? I try to create in game situations um, where players can immediately do the moves in situations. So they're, I try to add like the decision-making factor to every practice instead of like just doing moves on air i think do i think doing that is, is good for confidence it's good for details but when they can do it like you need to add decision making otherwise the transfer to the to the game is not as big as uh as you want as a skill trainer
0: yes okay definitely i love that um i definitely like game-like situations Versus just the uh, skilled um, You know like the Kyrie Irving, you know hit you Mm -hmm. with a a three or four uh, combo move and then uh, you know blow by him because in all reality You know there's only 20 guys in the world that play like that And I don't see the reason why skill trainers try to teach the game that way Because not every kid is gonna be effective that way. Am I right?
1: No, indeed like In every workout, it doesn't matter what topic we do, I never do more than than 3 dribbles and because like it it just doesn't happen in the game. And so many guys, they just work on combo after combo and combo and okay, you you get better at handles, but I think it's just as a skill trainer, you want to be the most efficient and you want to work on stuff that kids can immediately use every game because how many times are they going to use a 4 or 5 dribble combo? maybe once in a season, maybe two, three times, but no more than that. I think you gotta be more like, I believe like the secret is in the basics. You gotta work on stuff that they can use every single game. That's, that's gonna help them in the long run.
0: Right, right, okay. Now, working with the NBA, I see stuff like that. Um, how has that affected your life?
1: Um, it was a great experience. Uh, definitely, last year the camp with uh, NBA without Borders. Uh, it was cool because you had like the head coach was Popovich. So I learned a lot from him, and that was uh, it was a great experience to, to, to be able to spend a week with, with uh, that staff and those uh, NBA guys. Because uh, it's, it's very different from from Europe. Uh, but no, I, I definitely liked it for sure.
0: Right on. Cool. Now, with elite athletes, um, what is your guys's like number one model? Like, what do you guys try to preach and teach?
1: Um, so, like, our goal is to, to we want to get a guy in the NBA because um, I think like it's cool to work with NBA guys or with, with high level pros, but you can only make them like a couple percent better. So, my dream is to take a kid from scratch, from when he was like ten or twelve years old and built the whole package from scratch and just get a kid in the NBA. So that's our, that's our, our dream. Um, so the way we set it up is with our academies. We, we work a little bit different than most clubs. Uh, we don't believe in a system that almost literally every team in Europe uh, has. It's like they get one coach for 12 kids and you have the coach two years and then you go on to the next one. We don't believe in that system because you're gonna get better at the stuff that the coach is good at. but the coach can never teach you the entire game because nobody's perfect in every every aspect of the game. So what we do with our academies, we have 12 coaches, and every coach is has his own speciality. And during the game, you have during the week you have practices with almost every coach. So that means you have a guy who's teaching defense, and then you have. As a couple of skills trainers who only teach that part you have somebody who specializes in shooting so you only teach you shooting and when you work with expert coaches who only have to do uh, and teach you the stuff they're really really passionate about and they're really good at but that way like if you if you're surrounded by a team of experts I think kids are just gonna learn so much more and they have so much more variety in the week and so, um, I think in the long run, we'll see how it goes. But I think in the long run, they will have a much bigger package and much bigger basketball IQ than if you only have one coach.
0: Wow, no, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, Now, let me ask you this. I believe more in the process and definitely practice, practice, practice versus just playing games. Like here in the U.S., you know, I have um, five club teams. Um, AAU is really big, and and a lot of these parents and coaches definitely pump out games. They're always hyping up tournaments and games. How do you feel about that? I'm not a huge uh, believer in that part of the game. I believe more in the process, but, I mean, it's definitely different out here. Um, how, how do you believe in that?
1: I 100% agree with you. Like, with the academy also, like, we never focus on winning games. Like, we don't care. It's even if we we can be happy and with a game where we lost with 20 points we can be um, right on you if we win a game by 100 points like we don't care about the result we care only about more process oriented so that means like we're gonna look at game at um, 12 individuals and we're gonna see for every game like what did you do good what do we have to work on well we never care about the result we don't even talk about that and i always say to kids like the least important part of basketball is the game cuz like in the game you you're going to get a ball in your hands maybe one or two minutes but in practice you're going to get hundreds of shots you're going to get hundreds of reps that's you get, you're going to get better by training not by playing games so i 100% agree with you that practices by far more important for youth players than than games
0: wow man it's crazy because I feel the same way. And I have parents, they don't care. They want games. Coach, when are mm-hmm. we playing? Let's get in a league. Coach, let's do a tournament. Um, and I just yeah. don't see that. I, I see more value with, you know, if you go see a strength and conditioning coach, like my son sees a strength and conditioning coach twice a week. He mm-hmm. sees a skills trainer. Um, he either goes sees Ryan Rizuki or Jordan Lally, um, at mm-hmm. least once a week. And then he has practice two or three times a week, like with his team. Like he has a lot going on. And Mm -hmm. for me, I would rather him go see Ryan Rizuki or Jordan Lolly for two hours, you know, Mm -hmm. do a shooting clinic, do a skills clinic for an hour versus going to play in a tournament because, like you said, there's eight kids on a team. Everybody's got to play, everybody's got to share the ball. There's 10 kids on a court. In reality, how, how many touches did my son have on that ball?
1: Indeed. 100% 100% agree first of all like good job with the skills trainers Well, really really good trainers, so your son is going to get better for sure and The the second part is like the hardest part is is the, the parents because Parents they only care about winning. They want to see trophies. They want to see They want if you ask about your kid. They say like how was the game? They were like, yeah, we won we won it was a good game, but if you talk to the kids like they, they don't care that much about winning as as parents do they they ha- they want to more have fun they want to get better they want to develop they want to they like they like more the process than, than than parents but you must think like that's the only thing that parents see they only see the game and they only care about the result
0: yeah and and that, and what's crazy to me is that i get parents that get hung up on the trophies mm-hmm. like like we can go to a tournament and they're like wanting to win, want that trophy or, or they do win maybe they win a shirt and they're upset because it wasn't a trophy it's like man I, I could care less about that because my mm-hmm. goal my goal right now for your 12 year old son is to straight up get him into high school and not mm-hmm. sit the bench I want your son to go to high school the coach to literally look at your son in the eyes and go Hey man, you can you can dribble with both hands. You can play defense. You can you can finish with both hands. You could you could shoot the jumper, especially shoot the mid range, because um, I always yeah. preach the mid range. I always preach hunt the paint. Um, your IQ is good. You know how to work off of horns actions. You know how to slip screens. You know how to hedge. You know how to ice. Uh, I'm all about all of that. I I want my kids to be so developed when they get to high school that they're literally starting. On either a JV team or literally playing at the top level.
1: Yeah, 100% agree with you. That's why, for example, like after after a game, I never go into the the cafeteria to talk with parents because like they come to you and they're like high fiving you. Yeah, it was a good game. We won with 40. They're like, no, you're not getting it. Like we don't care about that. But yeah, that's the hardest part. What we try to do with our academies, we try to give a workshop to our parents where we're gonna teach them like how to think process oriented and not result oriented. So how how do how do you should handle your son? Like what should you say to him? How should you not put pressure on him? Because you see so many kids like also because the parents are so result oriented, like they choke in games because parents are putting so much pressure on them because they. Yeah, you need to drop 20 points. You need to have a double-double. Uh, they don't see the the small things. They only care about about numbers.
0: Right. Now, like what I tell my son when we're playing in a, in a game, um, I give him a goal. And if he doesn't hit the goal, it's okay. But I just try to give him a goal just so that he has – something to strive for you get what i'm saying Uh just just in case because sometimes you get lost in the shuffle you know you might have your big guy or another guy they're doing their thing and you're feeding them the ball and that's what you need to do um your Uh shot may be off and and you're just saying you know what my i'm i'm not confident in my shot today i've missed four or five in a row maybe seven so i'm just gonna dish and and facilitate the ball i'm gonna play some lockup defense hey man that's great always always Uh give maximum effort i always preach maximum effort you know dive on the ball, talk, you know, call out the screens, you know, but one thing I do tell my son is at least let's um let's hit a mid-range jump shot, let's get uh-huh. a layup, let's hit a three-pointer, okay? And then let's hit two free throws, okay? Uh-huh. So if you do all of that, you're roughly sitting about 9 points, you know? Uh-huh. You hit the layup, you hit the mid-range, there's 4 points, you hit the uh um you hit the two free throws, there's 6. You hit the three-pointer, that's nine. That's a good game. If you get seven, that's, that's a good game as a 12-year-old. Um, so I do give him that, you know, goal to try to strive for. But if you don't hit it, hey, man, it is all good. Um, yeah. One thing I want to ask you is I notice with a lot of kids, and I don't know if it's the parents, I don't know if it's the social media part, or if uh, coaches just get on kids a lot because um, they expect more with winning, through AAU and, and club basketball, but the confidence. How do you preach confidence to youth players and to college players?
1: Mm-hmm. I think like confidence is probably the the most important factor in, in basketball and the the most underrated factor. I think the game is like ninety percent mental and ten percent what you can do. Like and what you see is how we try to do build confidence is we have we have small roles for example we for our captain let's say we track every game how many high fives that he did because a high five is is, is saying more than words high five is saying like i got you like uh, you're my teammate or stuff like that and I so, love that. That, so we we try to get for for our captain to get at least 40 40 high fives during a game so those are like things that we try to track. And besides that, like I try to have a, a really small conversation with every player before the game. It's only like saying one sentence, but I'm saying something like that, that gives them confidence. For example, let's say, um, let's say if we're a point guard and he got great great handles, like nobody can guard to a full court, something like that. like make sure like you just bring the ball up with confidence because nobody can guard to full court it's just something small or with our shooters like open is don't hesitate i don't care how many shots you miss open is don't hesitate it's just i want you to shoot every every ball open stuff like that just to get in their head like i believe in you you know like that's something that a lot of the coaches don't have like they we try to coach only positive Because so many youth coaches, they're just yelling at their players and it just has the opposite effect. You know, like kids want a coach who believes in them. They don't care how much you know about basketball. They just want a coach who just, yeah, who has trust in them.
0: Absolutely. I tell all of my kids all the time, you're playing for a reason. So you have the green light. So shoot the ball. I I mean, I've had my son point blank look at me in a timeout and let's say he's 0 for 5 from 3 and just, just, I don't know, they were all good shots, you know, he was wide open, he missed them, they were the opportunity of that shot, it wasn't a bad shot, you know, and I Uh keep, I look at him and I go, I don't care if you miss the next 7, but what if you hit the next 4? Yeah, indeed. You know, just keep shooting. I believe in that. I, I'm very I'm very big on you got the green light kid for every kid. It doesn't matter because uh-huh. it's not up to me to tell a twelve year old or a thirteen year old or a nine year old to stop shooting because if I do that at that young of an age, by the time they're fifteen or sixteen and they're in high school playing, they're gonna be too afraid to shoot because I've been telling them not to shoot.
1: Indeed. Like that's something that I really, really preach during games, is uh, I care about the decision making, I don't care about the result. So the decision making is much more important than the, than the outcome. So for example, if you do a great Euro step and it was the right read, but you miss the layup, I don't care, because it was the right decision. Or you take, for example, you do a flow dribble and the defense shifts his body and you go and counter and you cross him over, but you go into that shot and even if you shoot an air ball, It was the right decision. So, always preach decision over outcome. I think that's very important with you players.
0: Decision over outcome. Coach, I love that. I love you dropping (laughs) heat, man. All
1: right.
0: I love that. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. Has there ever been a situation as you as a player – um, where you were either hurt or injured, or maybe you were just playing bad—you know that mo- emotional roller coaster effect that the basketball game has—and um, mm-hmm. how did you get out of it? Did you did you get any great advice from a coach or mentor, a teammate, um, or did you just pull out of it on your own?
1: Um, yeah, I remember like one moment with the same coach I was talking about. Like it was halftime, and I had. I had six or seven turnovers at the house, but I had, like, nine assists, and he said, like, I think I even shot at 0 for 4 or something, and he said, like, uh, I remember, like, you're doing all the little things, and some of the turnovers, like, it was not your fault, but you're making the team run, and you're making the team more aggressive, so that's why I let you play. And, okay, sometimes it was a bad decision, but, like, you just got to keep going because you're making the the players uh, next to you better. So I remember that time, like I was sitting on the bench uh, during halftime and with my head low and he just came to me and said that and I had a really good second half. So sometimes that's all you need. Like a coach who says like, yeah, I believe in you. Just keep going and do your thing. Don't worry to fuck up. Like, yeah, part of the process.
0: Oh man. I love that. Now coach, one big uh-huh. thing is I'm a huge fitness guy. Like, I love lifting weights. I'm, I'm a little bit bigger. I'm not as thin as I used to be being 40. Um, uh-huh. So, I, I I love the, the weight room. Um, I'm a very physical person when I'm on the basketball court. So, that's why I put my son, you know, into a fitness class twice a week at 12. Um, I want him to get, you know, obviously more... Into lifting weights and not being afraid as a basketball player to be a little bit bulkier or stronger Um, And I see that you do those muscle-ups just like I do That's why I give you those thumbs up man because not many people can do that You know, there's only seven seven percent of the world can do a muscle-up and you and I are one of them So I preach you to that. I commend you for that. Do (laughs) you do you preach fitness to your players?
1: Yeah, for sure like in our program we do uh, Even with the kids we start under 14 um, we do it four times a week in the off-season and two times a week in season, uh, 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, I think it's basketball, is it, the athletic part is, is getting much more and more important every year. So yeah, you need, you need to get your players to move well, you need your players to stay healthy, you need your players to be stronger. So yeah, it's very, I think it's very important. Like if you do, if
0: you're not doing it, you're you're missing a very important part of the game. Right on, right on. So, um, what are three pillars that make the perfect basketball player to you?
1: I think shooting is by far the most important skill in basketball. Um, you have to be able to shoot three at a high high percentage. I think that's one. Um, I think the second part is, for me, is, is the mental, mental part of the game. Um, even players who are less skilled but who are mentally strong, they can make their way to the highest level. Uh, so that's the, the mindset. I think is you, you can, uh, if you get a player who works hard and you get the right mindset, I would take him over a player who's talented but lazy every time. Um, so mindset will be two. Um, three would be, I think, yeah, decision making. Like, you don't have to be the best skilled player um, to make it, but you have to be unbelievably good in in reading reading the defender. If you can do one or two things really well, and you you make sure you make the right read every time, then you get an option to play at the highest level. But it's I see so many players who're crazy skilled, but they don't know how to use it and when to use it. So I think three would be the decision-making factor, basketball IQ. Wow.
0: Yeah, I like that. I especially like the number two, the mental mm-hmm. part of it. Um, to me, it's just, you know, you got to like – it's almost like beating a dead horse. You got to keep telling them that they got to believe and and they they can't care about what people are saying on social media about them or, or uh, text messaging them. You just – you got to um, – Throw that all aside, throw it all the all the negativity. Um, don't believe in the negativity. And at the end of the night, before you go to sleep, you should look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're going to do it. Whatever you want to do with the game of basketball, tell yourself that you believe in yourself, you're going to do it before you go to bed. And I think if you do that every night, you could be successful.
1: Agree. Like we have, we have 10 rules for mental toughness. Like, one of the rules is, like, block out what's not important. And the things you just said, like, those are, all, those are all things, like, yeah, you need to be able to ignore it and just focus on you.
0: Right. I love that. Now, when you played, what was your favorite move that you used to hit on somebody to uh, uh, just do something nasty to them?
1: The AI killer cross, for sure.
0: <laughs> nice. That my go-to. Okay. Right on, right on. <laughs> Um, Favorite basketball player ever?
1: I have to say LeBron. Okay. Yeah. -hmm. Because he was so important for me when I was a youth player.
0: Okay, that's great. Mine was Michael Jordan. I was a young, young kid. Mike was always on TV. I mean, he just changed the game for me. You know what I mean? For sure. I'm a huge sneaker fan. Um, If you're a sneaker fan, I'm not sure, but I'm gonna ask you this question anyways. What was your favorite Jordan shoe?
1: Damn, my favorite Jordan shoe. That's a good question. To be honest, I was more Nike than Jordan for shoes. I not, I like the way Jordan shoes look, but I, I didn't like playing with them. I always played with Nike.
0: Okay, what Nike shoe?
1: Um, I, now I like to play with the, the, the Kyries, uh, the okay. all white Kyries. Um, those are my favorite shoes right now. Um, but besides that, I always love the Kobe's. Like the definitely like the the early days when they were just basic shoes. What I don't like these days is like they make everything too complicated. Like we just want I, for me, I just want basic shoes, like basic white shoes, all white. That's what I love. But these days, like it's it's tough to find just the basic shoes.
0: Right. Right. Right now, if uh, if there's a piece of advice you can give anyone out there listening to a basketball player for one, and two to their parent, what would those two pieces of advice be?
1: I would say like mindset is the most important part. Like you need to have you need to have consistency. So the word that we use in our company is we call it kaizen and Kaizen, I don't know if you know what it means, but it means like get better every day. Get 1% better every day. Yeah, constantly improvements. So that's the rule that we have with our players, is you got to do something each day to get better. And it can be something real small, like if you brush your teeth, you're doing it on one leg with your eyes closed to train your ankles, to get balance. It can be, I watch 10-minute YouTube uh, every day, Uh, Like a breakdown video or some moves of my my best uh, My favorite player or it can be stay late after practice and take 30 extra shots every day Uh, But you gotta find something that you do each day to get better and all those little things in in the end They will make a big difference. So for me, I think Mindset is by far the most important for sure.
0: Okay, and how about for parents?
1: Forbearance, I would say, like, just let your kid have fun. Don't don't just live your dreams through your kid. Like, don't put pressure on him. Don't focus on the result. Just make him have fun. And in the car, when you, after the game, if your kid wants to talk about the game, you can talk about it. But just talk about something else as a parent, I think. Like, don't don't put too much pressure after the game also on, on the kids like just it, the game is done so move on and do something else and let the coaching to the coach and your your role as a parent is just to be supportive watch the games smile and cheer when, when your kid make a point but don't be the coach
0: oh man I like that that's deep now if anybody <laughs> wanted to get a hold of you where can they find you
1: yeah, Instagram is the easiest way. Uh, that's the, I'm most active on Instagram. I do my emails like two days a week, so I'm not so good with that part. But Instagram is for sure the easiest way to reach me.
0: Okay, and what's your handle on Instagram?
1: Just at All
0: right. Well, hey, Coach. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. You dropped crazy dimes, man. You threw a bunch of assists um i loved it thank you so much i can't wait to do another podcast with you bro
1: yeah man for sure